Now, follow the Pearl River to today's GeoQuiz. Chinese megacity on the Pearl River is on our radar today. 12 million people live there, 40 million in the surrounding region. Some major automotive assembly plants are there too, including several serving Honda and Toyota. Cars and trucks are at the heart of the city's economy, but they're also major contributors to gridlock and pollution. So this summertime, city officials launched a plan to cut the number of cars on the streets by half. Where on the Pearl River is this auto revolution happening? The answer's coming up. Back now to the southern Chinese city we mentioned earlier in our GeoQuiz today. It's a place where officials want to cut in half the number of cars out on the streets. New York Times reporter Keith Bratcher has been writing about efforts to limit the number of new cars in Chinese cities, including the one we asked you about in today's quiz. Guangzhou has considerable uh, traffic jams. By Chinese standards, they're not even some of the worst traffic jams. You can spend half an hour sitting in in traffic. Still, they've become a uh, nuisance that people talk about in Guangzhou. And so the municipal government decided this summer to take decisive action. With just three hours' notice, they said they weren't going to register any new cars for a month. And then when they did resume registrations, they have done so now through a system of lotteries, and auctions of license plates that cuts in half the number of new cars that can be registered. And what's the ultimate goal? Is it to reduce traffic or reduce pollution, which we hear so much about in uh, China? The number one goal is to reduce traffic jams, but a definite second goal is to reduce air pollution. Their calculation is that roughly two-fifths of the air pollution in Guangzhou comes from vehicles. And so they had enough concern about that that they decided they really were going to cut back on the number of new cars. So what's the reaction? The the strongest reaction has been from people who are about to buy a car and suddenly find that it's going to be a little more complicated to buy a car than they had expected. The number of cars on the road in Guangzhou has been rising about 20% a year. Now that is a very fast pace. In the United States, it only rises a couple of percent a year and lately not even that. So the the traffic jams have been getting worse. They've tried to stay ahead of it through building a lot of new roads, an extensive more than 120-station subway system, but none of that has really worked. And so they decided to to take the more drastic measure of severely restricting the number of new license plates. I spoke to a couple, and they said uh, that uh, the husband had finally, after a year, managed to get a driver's license, something that now involves five different visits to the motor vehicle department and a series of different tests in Guangzhou. So he finally got the driver's license. Now they weren't sure whether they'd be able to get a new car. They didn't know if they'd win a license plate through the lottery, and they didn't really want to have to pay potentially into the thousands of dollars for a license plate through an auction. Was there and is there a concern now for Guangzhou that there will be fewer cars sold, maybe less revenue coming in in terms of license fees, therefore a knock-on effect on the economy? Guangzhou is a big, big manufacturing city. We're talking a city with roughly the population of New York City, including the New York City suburbs. The auto industry is important for it. The city leaders of Guangzhou thought a lot about it because they said, yes, this will affect auto sales, and yes, this will affect auto production, and yes, there will be a little bit of an effect on the economy at a time when the economy is already showing considerable weakness in China. 
but they decided that the that the benefits reduced traffic jams and improved air quality were worth making that sacrifice. And that's part of a new and very interesting trend that you're seeing really just in the past 12 months or so in China. City leaders used to be foot draggers when it came to doing almost anything at all about pollution in particular, and even on traffic, they were a little leery of doing anything that might slow growth. But you find a new attitude among a growing number of city leaders in China in which they're so worried about being the targets of further environmental protests of the sort we've already seen in all over the country, really, in, in China. They're so worried about that that they're now really starting to take the initiative and trying to do things to improve the environment in their own cities, even before they face large protests. And in some cases, as in Guangzhou, they're even going ahead of where the national government was was immediately planning to go. Were you ever caught in one of these massive traffic jams in Guangzhou? No. I ride the subway. And I've been to Guangzhou enough times, it's only uh, several hours from Hong Kong by train, that I wouldn't be reckless enough to go get caught in one of these and sit forever. So I, uh, the, the, the subway system is really, is really quite good. But there are a lot of people who just think, oh, I've got my fancy new car and I want to drive it no matter what. And they just go and sit in these silly traffic jams. Keith Bradger is the Hong Kong bureau chief for The New York Times. We'll make a link to his story about Guangzhou and the efforts there to reduce traffic gridlock and air pollution. He wrote it for The New York Times. You can find the link at theworld.org. And Guangzhou is the answer to our geo quiz. Nice to speak with you, Keith. Thank you.